On this episode of the Game Time Guru podcast, we're going to be bringing on a state champion quarterback out of Rocky Mountain High School here in Meridian, Idaho. Now, listen, we're going to be talking about his mindset, his whole entire winning mentality from the time he was young all the way up until now when they won a state championship, how they prepared for an unprecedented season for his senior year on the way to the state title, and a lot of things in between, setbacks and so forth. You do not want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What is up, everyone? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson, coming to you from the beautiful Treasure Valley of Idaho. And, you know, today is another amazing opportunity to hear from a guest of ours, uh, another sports figure. Um, and I'm excited to bring this individual on because there's a little bit of a history that I'll, I'll share with you guys here in just a second. I want to make sure you guys understand who is the presenting sponsor of this podcast who makes everything happen though make sure to go over to 208 printing check them out they get my swag done they get my merch done but if you have a, a team if you guys have a business that you want to represent with any kind of shirts hats anything print related go to madeby208.com uh, 208 printing my guys will take care of you over there they are the presenting sponsor of the podcast now listen i uh i am so ecstatic to bring this individual on okay because I knew this guy's dad, which is weird to say. Uh, th this individual's father was uh, a VP of mine when I was in high school. And I knew our guest uh, when he was like four years old, which is super weird. But I loved his dad. His dad was one of the best VPs of all time. He was um, still a guy that I look up to to this day. And then uh, to see the success of our guest in the sports world um, is just super, super cool to watch. And I want to introduce the state champion quarterback from Rocky Mountain High School, Kobe War. Kobe, thank you for joining the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely, brother. So, you know, Kobe, one of the things that I, you know, noticed just because I kind of knew who you were, I didn't like, it's not like I was like following you closely forever, but I knew who you were just because of your dad. I noticed that you kind of came up similarly to what I did, a similar rate, like in, in Optimus football, you guys were pretty good. And then middle school, you're really good. And then high school peaked at the the right time at the, the senior level, right? You guys were a really good program. Um, Talk to us about your football journey and, you know, what you learned and how, how long have you been playing? Because you did play Optimist. So talk to us, the people that may not be in Idaho that don't understand what Optimist is. Talk to us about when you started playing football. So I started playing football. I was at a, it was a really young age. I don't remember. But, like, I started in, like, the the flag or whatever with, like, PAL or whatever. And then, like, you, like, progressive move on. So then I went to Optimist and we played four years there and we went undefeated there and uh, played well. And then middle school uh usually you play the eighth grade just the eighth grade year because optimus goes up to seventh grade so we went to eighth grade won a district championship game and then uh high school rolled around played all four years and yeah one state it's crazy so let's go to your middle school time too because here's the deal what's funny about it is um when i was an optimist football which seems like a eternity ago but it, it, it i can remember like it was yesterday <laughs> uh, we went 28 and one in the course of four years, one of our losses was in four overtimes. It sucked. It was one of the most devastating losses we've ever had. But uh, 
what's crazy about that is the guys that I played with, I ended up focusing more on basketball and boxing when I got into the, the higher ranks, like high school level. The guys mm -hmm. I played with, they won the district championship for middle school, and then they ended up winning a state championship at, in high school when I was a senior. And so it's kind of cool to see the the progression. It was super yeah, similar. We were a dominant similar. optimist team going through. And so that's why yeah. I've always kind of looked at your story. I'm like, dang, dude, it's very, very similar. Your district championship, let's, let's rewind the clock, like what, four years ago now, I guess, mm -hmm. um, in, in middle school. I was at that game, and I didn't even realize that was you guys until I saw a post from your dad on Facebook afterwards. <laughs> My cousins actually played. I believe it was Eagle, if I'm not mistaken, that you guys beat. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was over at the high school. And I think Eagle was like dominant that year. And we were going there and I'm like, who is this kid just rolling all over the place? Dude, you were running everywhere. It's like, no one could stop you. And I had no, like, I didn't even, it didn't cross my mind at all. And then I saw your dad post something. Uh, I think you guys had the banner. You were taking a picture in front of a banner or whatever. And I'm like, Oh yeah. my gosh, that's this kid. Do you, uh, talk to us about that. Do you remember anything about the middle school, like championship run that you guys had? I do. So Going up to middle school, me and my, like, my friends, we were always on the same team. We never lost a game. And about, I think it was a fifth game of the season or something, Eagle came and played us and they beat us. And it was like the first game like, I've ever like lost. And it was like, wow, you like unbeatable, you know? And so had a lot of like firepower. And so we were going into Eagle champion or the district championship. And we played Eagle and I mean, we made a statement and showed who really was the best. And so... It was pretty fun. Dude, that's actually really cool. So when for everybody who understands, like at a young age when you're in middle school, like taking a loss if you're not used to losing, like it's hard. I remember yeah, like the, the one time I was actually in eighth grade when I was playing Optimus because I was always younger than everybody in my grade. But my last year, when we lost the one game that we ever lost in four years in four overtimes, it was a very difficult pill to swallow, right? And it was actually <laughs> the last game of the season that kicked us out of the championship game. So um, that sucked. It was like we didn't have a way to like, come back on that one so um talk to us about the mindset like when you're that young how did you guys prepare you know you lost it's a life lesson you lost but how did you prepare to make sure that didn't happen again when you guys faced eagle in the championship um i mean my dad was my coach then and so like he always he always pushes me and he always has this mentality of you always got to win and i mean you're gonna lose sometimes here and there but we always just win like that's the mentality is win and so from Whatever game, whatever week we lost to the championship, every week is win. Just win this game and next game and then keep winning and then you'll get this championship and then we won then too. So awesome, man. It's super cool to see. Um, and then the momentum started rolling. Now, this is where I want to talk to you about your high school career, right? Because growing up, you obviously had the winning mentality. You were used to winning through your your small, like the, the optimist days and then going through the middle school days, used to winning. Getting to high school, was high school up until this season, was it was it everything you had expected or was it a little bit tougher to transition? Because that's typically when when kids, athletes start to see, you know, you get into the high school realm and all of a sudden everybody's kind of at that level. And then when they get to the college level, it's even more like everybody's at that level. So talk to us about your high school experience coming in from your freshman year up until your senior year. Not We'll get to your senior year here in just a second, but from freshman year going in there, what was the transition like? All right. So uh, freshman year. I feel like freshman year is pretty similar to eighth grade year. It's kids are just still trying, like they're still progressing. They're still, they're not yet to their peak, but I really thought from freshman to sophomore year, that's when like a ton of kids, like really pushed themselves away from each other and got like a lot better. Like Jordan Erickson, like his freshman to sophomore year, it was like drastically a big change. And like, 
he balled out, and I'm sure you, everyone like heard his name a lot this last season. And yeah, I don't. Yeah. So when uh, let's talk about the preparation as well. I've had a couple conversations on here on, on my show in the last four years regarding the maturity of your body, right? Like when we get into high school, usually around that 15 to 16 year range, like when you're 15, 16 years old is when your body starts to mature a little bit more and you start to hit the weights a little bit more and you start to see that. When did you start seeing that for yourself? Was that around the same time? Yeah, I think it was about the same time. It's, I mean, I lifted before that, but like after that, I kind of like started hitting the weights a little, a lot more harder. And I mean, you could just see like the gains I made and like, I got a lot stronger. I could bench more. I could squat more. Uh, I was starting to get a little faster, a little, I got a little taller. And so, yeah. You hit the growth spread a little bit. Yeah. That's crazy. So, okay. For the listeners out there who might not know who you are. I mean, we'll, we have a lot of listeners here in the treasure Valley who understand, you know, high school football around here, Yeah, but we have a lot of listeners worldwide. We've hit 88 different countries. So we want to talk about your experience up until senior year. Talk to us. Were you on varsity or were you playing at the the levels underneath preparing for the varsity level? So freshman year, you kind of just hang out, play freshman football. Yeah. But at the season, at the end of the season, when the varsity team like makes playoffs, they'll pull up a couple of kids. And so I had the opportunity with a couple other my other my buddies to like get pulled up. So I practiced, I was like the scout offense for the varsity defense my freshman year. And then sophomore year, there was like a, a kid above me two kids above me and the kid the same age as me. And we were all like, no one knew where we were going. So we all like practice like varsity slash JV. And like, so I was, I was put at the starting JV quarterback and then two games in, I dislocated my knee. And so I was out a month, somewhere around there. And then I got pulled up to varsity as a backup quarterback. Like, I, I guess the injury was like a good thing. I don't know, but I got pulled up to varsity and I was a backup quarterback and we ended up winning state that year. And then, yeah, so I got pulled up and then the next year we had a returning, the returning starter was still there and uh, we split time. He, he got a little more time, but we split time and we ended up losing in the state semifinal against Rigby. And then uh, senior year, I started the whole year. I like hearing oh, that. Man. And one of the things I didn't realize was the scout team uh, quarterback that you were talking about your freshman year. Talk uh-huh. to us about that. I want to I want to talk to athletes out there who are coming up right now, taking advantage of opportunities that are given to you. What did you learn during that experience your freshman year, you know, being a scout team quarterback, kind of helping the team prepare for what was coming in the playoffs? Um, I mean, the speed is a lot different from okay. freshman to varsity by far. There's a lot faster. They're a lot bigger. I remember we'd do like, we'd also be on like scout punt. And I remember some like middle line, I wasn't on it because they're like quarterbacks. You can't get hurt. You're wearing a red Jersey. <laughs> and I remember a couple of my buddies just, they would get blocked and they're just getting ran. And it's like, you start laughing at it and just like, it's just, it's different. They're a lot stronger. And like, you don't realize how big of a jump that is from freshman to varsity. And so I think it was pretty cool to learn that and like start to figure out the timing and uh, speed of things. And like, you got to anticipate a lot better when you're throwing a football and uh, you can't, throw when they're looking at you you gotta like anticipate that and hit them when they're not looking at you and then have the ball hit them when they turn their head so ah, it's so interesting i i can attest to that too any athlete kind of understands that but if you're a younger athlete coming up like 
yeah, the speed is going to be different. Everyone's going to progress at a different level. Uh, but the speed from, you know, freshman, sophomore level of athlete to a varsity level of athlete, it is different. The game speed is much different. You have mm-hmm. to rely on instincts, which is why practice and preparation is so much more important. Uh, it's important to kind of set that foundation, but what I think is cool about Jacoby is that you utilize that opportunity to set the foundation for the rest of your high school career. You mentioned a, a dislocated knee. I do remember hearing that, uh, that you had hurt your knee uh, from other people that had gone to school um, with you and whatnot. A lot of athletes, they, they, they'll go through injuries. Some of them don't. They don't ever face an injury, maybe their whole career, or maybe not until the next level. Talk yeah. to us about what that did mentally for you. I know you said it ended up being a good thing in the long run because you ended up being able to be a backup, <clears throat> pardon me, backup on the, the varsity level. Mm-hmm. But talk to us about mentally when you hurt your knee, what that does to you and how did you overcome that and, and you know, recover, rehab and get back to the playing field? Yeah, so I dislocated it. And with any knee thing, you're like, you're not entirely sure what it is until you get like it's an MRI or something. So everyone was like, it's your meniscus, it's your meniscus, it's your ACL. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? That's a year, you know? But we went to a doctor and uh, just told me it was a subluxation. So your knee pops out and pops right back in. And then it gives you like a bone bruise because you're like bones are colliding. And so it was just that. And so it was like six months and I just had to rehab my like vastus medialis and like get that stronger since that's just like, that's the best thing you can do for it. So I was doing that and mentally, it sucked like it like you never want to sit out of a sport especially for four weeks or whatever it was and just watching all your friends going out there and playing and you standing on the sideline watching that um the craziest thing is i've dislocated my knee 12 times same knee uh yeah what yeah 12 times 12 times since then or is that like before and after 12 times total so i did it the first time my sophomore year my last time i did it was uh state championship oh my gosh yeah holy okay you just dropped that bomb on us real quick so hold up (laughs) okay is this like is this one of those things i i I would imagine is this like a hereditary thing where your knee is just that's just how it's built or is it because it went once and now it's just that's how it is is there anything that you can do to fix that what do the doctors tell you so um once you do it i mean like there's a better chance you're going to keep doing it over and over again so I went, I did it. And then I went like, I played the rest of the football season. I went through a whole basketball season and the very last game of my basketball season, I did it again at my sophomore year. And so did the same process, rehab and rehab and stuff. And then spring came around and I did a couple basketball tournaments. And I think I did it two more times then. And I mean, each time it like, it hurts and I get a bone bruise, but I feel like it's one of those things where progressively, like it sucks that you're doing it, but like, it like doesn't hurt as much as more as you do it. If that makes any sense. Well, I don't know if that's, <laughs> I mean, it's good. Cause then you're, you're like, okay, it's this yeah. is just kind of routine, but uh, I would also prefer if it was my knee that it just doesn't do that. You know what yeah, I mean? <laughs> I prefer that too, but <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. So you've had some adversity you've had to overcome in, in regards to that. So a lot of athletes, if you ever face an injury, I, I tell people like when I went through my shoulder surgery, um, when I tore my shoulder out, like that was a big problem. That was six months of uh, mm-hmm. rehab where I literally couldn't lift my arm up to my, like I couldn't lift my arm. I didn't have any, I didn't have any strength in my shoulder and I literally thought I wasn't ever going to move it again. And I was, I was like depressed and I got really heavy and all sorts of stuff. So like injuries do kind of play a mental game on you, but you just have to take it one day at a time. And ultimately Kobe's one of those, uh, 
examples that if you put in the hard work and you prepare, then, you know, come what may, but you can still have some major success. Now, getting into your senior year, Kobe, you, this is obviously an unprecedented season. Um, yeah. We haven't experienced this in the world, all of the sports world, all of the world in general hasn't experienced this uh, to this capacity, right? It was kind of weird. We're trying to figure out, are we going to have football? Are we not going to have football? Uh, we're still trying to figure that all out for basketball. Like now they're letting mm -hmm. them play and it took a minute for Boise to let their kids play. All this stuff's going down. Um, it was super frustrating, even from a fan's perspective, but I kept putting myself in your shoes, like the shoes of an athlete that's in high school. And it was my, if it was my senior year, that was like the year that we had a blast, like basketball, we were really good. And we played in the state tournament. It was a, it was a fantastic year. Football, they won the state championship. It was just a great year. And I kept putting myself in your guys' position. Like if they didn't play, I, I would be devastated. So how did you go about that? Knowing like it was kind of on, you know, it was going up and down. Conversations were being had. Like, are we going to have a game? Are we not going to have a game? Fans, no fans. How did you guys continue to prepare, not knowing exactly what was going to happen? Um, I think kind of like what I said about the eighth grade, like winning. Like, we just got to win. But, like, changed, like, the winning to, like, you always got to be ready. You always got to be prepared. Because we'd go throughout the season, like, for week one, we played Mountain View, but we didn't know if we were going to play Centennial the next week. So, I mean, and if we would play, when we played Centennial, we don't know if we're going to play Eagle. So, I mean, it was all up in the air and we just had to just trust and like know that we're going to play that next game and just do the things that we can control and like wear masks. Like that was a big thing was wear masks throughout the school. Like we, after practice, we'd go watch film, wear masks, sit six feet away, just like in case someone got it and like, you don't get traced back to them or whatever. It was just, we just had to do the things, control what we could control and uh, just hope for the best. I dig that though. Obviously, I mean, you guys kept a, a pretty positive mentality going, going forward. And just knowing that you guys, like, I, I'm sure you guys knew like the potential of what your team had this season. So you wanted to play because you knew mm -hmm. how good you guys were going to be, you know, going into the, to the games, Talk to us about what it was like playing without a lot of fans at the games. Was it different for you guys, or did you guys just kind of feel like because everybody asks that, like to the you know they wonder if the NBA players like there's no fans and the UFC fighters there's no fans. Is is it weird? I want to talk to a high school athlete, one like yourself, throughout the season having minimal fans at the stadiums. What was that like uh, for the atmosphere? Did it change anything in your guys' mind? Did you have to adapt? Um, at the very beginning of the year, the very first game we played Mountain View with no fans, and I mean it was it was definitely weird. Like it was like. Where is everyone? Like, they're just watching on some uh, TV cast or whatever, and you're just like, this is super weird. There's no energy. Like, you have to, the team has to bring the energy, and I feel like if the team who brings the best energy, who positive touches each other, uh, I think I think whoever brings the most energy wins the game. Like, they pick up each other, and it was by far so weird. Like last year, the rugby game, like our last game it was packed it was a packed stadium and you're just like this is crazy there's a ton of energy there's a lot of noise and then your, your next game there's there's nothing there's no noise you can like hear yourself snapping the ball like it's weird it was super weird but I mean progressively throughout the season you'd get used to it and I mean there's some games here and there where we have our parents and then the next game we wouldn't have any fans because like we'd be pushed back into different stages and then uh state championship game there's a fairly good amount of people there because it was out in eastern idaho and they didn't have as much restrictions as we do here in ada county but yeah 
Yeah, I was happy to see that. Um, I, I I saw the the highlights and such of of the state championship game. I was like, at least they brought people to the game. I was like, okay, at least they had some fans there because I can't even imagine, man. Like I I always say this, you know, I'm not proud of it, but like I led my team in technical fouls my junior and senior year in high school. So like I mean, I I would always pop off. I'd say things out loud to the rest. I was always jawing to people, and it's not necessarily something I'm proud of. But like I was like, if there were no fans there, I would never get to play. Cause like the yeah. thing I would say, like sometimes I got, I was blessed to have like, no one could hear me cause it was so loud yeah. that I just say what I want to say. But if, yeah, that would never work if I didn't have it. It would uh, completely change things as an athlete. That's definitely difficult, man. And I, and I commend you guys for being able to put up with that during the whole season, like not knowing which opponent you're playing, if you're going to play them, uh, just kind of preparing and hoping for the best. I, I I'm a huge Ohio state fan. Um, and I know you guys were at the Ohio state Clemson game too, because yeah. uh, I was there and it sucked. Oh, yeah. uh, but I, I saw a, a photo of your dad, like posting about it. And then I talked to your dad about it uh, later on. Um, but that energy, that's what I keep thinking about. Like, I'm like, man, they're not going to have that at the college football playoffs. Year. And that energy was nuts, man. At the Fiesta bowl, just, just loud. I love that kind of stuff. That's what I, that's what I live for. Mm-hmm. Just not having it is, is a big deal. Like you got to bring the energy. So it's kind of cool to hear that, uh, you know, you guys did that now, Kobe going into the state championship. You wanted to get the revenge on Rigby. Essentially Rigby is a good squad. I mean, uh, a tough, you know, gritty football team, good defense this year. What was that like playing there? Did you guys, uh, you know, playing in a state championship game where you're the starting quarterback, what were the nerves like? Did you have any? And uh, how did you feel? Did you feel pretty confident going into there? And how, what was the overall feeling of the game? Did you feel like you could settle in? Or did you feel like you were in a twilight zone for a little while? Um, going in, I wasn't very nervous. I mean, before every game, I have like a little nerves, like, Getting on the bus from we stayed the night there, so getting on the, from the bus from the hotel to the game, I was like a little nervous. But once I get out on the field and start throwing and getting a feel for the the field, the game, the atmosphere, I'm like I settled down. I get pretty good. Like I feel good about myself. And yeah, dude, that's awesome. I uh, I think it's normal for any athlete to have nerves. I mean, even in boxing, like I had to go through a whole pre-fight routine every single time i'd you know i'd be listening to my music but even then like i'd have to listen to like michael jackson music because it would like <laughs> calm me down and calm my heart rate down and i go through breathing techniques and then you know then i get my adrenaline pumping and i'm ready to go th- you know throw hands but the thing is um talk to us about your pregame routine do you have one is there any music that you listen to uh anything that you do to kind of get your nerves to calm just kind of get focused so before every game i i usually take like a therapy gun and i hit my left my left leg because that's where my that's my left knee and they're saying like the outside of your leg it like pulls your knee this way so you have a better chance of popping it out or whatever so i usually do that and if i'm listening to music i'm usually listening to country music i'm not a big like like i know it's kind of weird before a game but like, I that's, just, that's just me you know like I, i'll tell my friends i'm listening to country music and they're just like like i mean you're like what are you doing and i mean i'll listen to like the music that the players put on like it's more like pump up music i guess and so we do that and then we go out go out in the field we uh usually get in i warm up with backup quarterback tegan sweeney who's will be a he's a sophomore so he'll be starting junior next year and he'll play well and then uh we'd warm up and then we'd get all the wide receivers we would do like our call them easy ups and then just get warm there and then go back in the locker room put all our stuff on come back out do our pre-game and with the whole team and then we uh, go back in, Coach Q gives us a good uh, pregame speech, and we go out and then play some football. I love it, man. Oh, That's cool. I love the country music. I, hey, I have no problem in saying, dude, I listen to Michael Jackson music, and people are like, what? 
Like, yeah, yeah, dude, like from Free Willy, there's a movie Free Willy. He has a song in that movie, and I would listen to that on repeat before my matches and stuff. So, like, I, <laughs> you know, I'd also listen to my Lil John and the East Side Boys and a couple other like pump up things too. But, like, yeah, I had to get myself, <clears throat> pardon me, in the zone. So, anyways, I totally get it. So, country doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all. I think that's kind of cool uh, that you do that. So, quarterbacks have to have the next play mentality, Kobe. Um, that's one of the things. It's a super, super hard position to be in. You get all the glory when you do well. Uh, you take the heat when you don't, um, talk to us about that. Like when you make a mistake on the field, whether it be an interception, a turnover, you miss a pass, it's wide open, whatever, something that you should, shouldn't be doing when, and it happens. How do you mentally get through to the next level? Because I read a book, I had a guy on my, it's, it's Russell Wilson's mental consultant. So I had him on my show talking about how he gets him to think neutrally. So that's why Russell Wilson, he always thinks neutrally, meaning he doesn't think about the play before. He doesn't think about the next play. He has to think about the now. And that's how he thinks neutrally because he he doesn't start getting his mind racing in different areas. If he throws a pick, okay, I threw a pick. I acknowledge that I threw a pick. They might have scored a touchdown off of it, scored off my turnover. Okay, I can't do anything about it anymore. I have to focus on the now. I can't even focus about five minutes from now. I got to focus on this next play. Talk to us about how you go through it and, and uh, if you've ever made a mistake, kind of what you do to to do the next play. Um, I, I'm pretty similar to that. I like, I'll throw a pick and then I'll come off the field and like, I'll discuss it with the coach. I'll look at it, but then I'll go out there and I'll like cheer my teammates. I feel like it's behind me. Like, like you said, it's, I can't control that anymore. Like it already happened. So you just gotta, you gotta focus like in the now, like cheer on your defense to get a stop. And if they don't get a stop, you gotta go out there and don't throw an interception again and go score, put some points on the board and uh, make up for that interception you had and you just got to live in the, in the moment not like you said not five minutes later not two plays later you just got to live then and uh, execute then totally man as we wrap up the interview Kobe I got a couple questions for you I just want to see okay so you know you've, you've grown up a sports your whole life what up until this point what is the biggest life lesson that sports specifically football for that matter what's the biggest life lesson that it's taught you um keep working, like just work hard, you know? So I've had a lot of setbacks. I've had, I guess you could say 12 injuries, but all in the same injury. And so I feel like if you just keep working hard, if you just keep, keep pushing, like if you get, there's a lot of setbacks. And once you get set back, you gotta, you gotta make up that ground for where you could have been if there wasn't a setback. And I mean, if you work hard, it, it shows, it definitely shows like this last, my senior year, I worked hard and showed a lot and uh i had a good year we won state and so working hard was big for that and it was a mentality that i always had i love it it's something you can take for the rest of your life too like outside of sports you, you take that you got to keep working there will always be setbacks whatever it may be you got to keep mm -hmm. working and, and keep progressing what was your favorite memory i mean whether it be the state championship or whatever but what's your favorite memory of of competing with uh i guess your brother so to speak on the football field throughout your you know, middle school and high school days and everything. What was one of your favorite memories or your favorite memory um, of playing with all those guys? Um, I think my favorite, I don't have like a specific favorite memory, but like the favorite memory I probably have like throughout the whole thing is just winning games. And like, cause I have a couple, a few of my best friends and we've always been, we've played together since middle school and all the way up until high school. And we've, all, we've won like everything together. And so, I mean, just having him there with me and, uh, us winning and just saying that we won that. Like we've, we've only lost two games in our football career. Like, I feel like that's pretty cool to say as if uh, like some best friends, like as we move on, I feel like we're still, still going to keep in touch and like in the future. And so like 
telling like our kids in like 15 years, like we never lost, we lost two games. And so I feel like that's the coolest thing that I can take away from this. That's so dope. You just mentioned kids in 15 years. I wonder what your dad thinks about that. That's weird for me to even think. Dude, it's weird for me to think. Kids in 15 years, dude. That's yeah. like, holy cow. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. So what is next for, for Kobe War? What are we expecting from you, Kobe? Are you going to continue to try to play? What's, what's next in your life? And if you're not, like, what, what do you want to do when uh, for the next steps after high school's over? Um, So I'm probably going to go on a two-year mission for my church, cool. church. And then after that, still kind of up in the air. I don't know if I want to walk on to a school and play some football or just go to school, get a degree and get, uh, start working, make some money, but it's kind of up in the air right now. I think, I, th- I think it'd be really cool to keep playing football, but, um, I'm not sure if it's the best thing for me then, or I'll just have to wait and see. Kind of play it by ear. Yeah. When yeah. I was on my mission as well, I served two year mission in Brazil. Um, we had a couple of guys that were, uh, high school athletes and some of them came back and played, uh, whether it be basketball or football, they came back and played when they got done, and some of them didn't. They kind of just like let their their lives pan out and see what what happens when they get back. So that's a good mentality to have. Just kind of live in the moment and see what happens. But you know what I've noticed too, like when I got back from my mission, I mean I graduated high school when I was seventeen, and I was a young seventeen. Like I I was sixteen as a senior for a week, so I was always really young for my class. So I didn't actually leave on my mission until like almost a full year and a half after my. I graduated high school. Everybody else, all my friends had already been gone. Uh, but what I noticed is when I got home from my mission, that's when my body had really matured. Um, yeah. I had gotten to like my peak athletically. I could finally dunk a basketball, which I couldn't do in high school, even though I was a good shooter. But um, I finally got to the point where I was like super athletic. And so um, I don't know. Sometimes it works to your benefit. You go on a mission, you learn a lot of life skills, and then you come home and you just kind of see from there. So that's cool, man. Uh, yeah. Last thing, who's the biggest influence in your entire life and why? Uh, my dad. Because, uh, I don't know, he's just, he's always been there for me and he's always pushed me to be the best. And I mean, like in basketball, he's always like, all right, let's go shoot. Let's go get 300 shots up today. I'm like, are you kidding me? I I don't want to go do that. But he's like, no, we're going to go do it. Like, it makes you better. And I'm like, all right, fine. And I mean, he's always, he's paid for all these training things like off the field, rock and armor. He's paid for a knee surgery that I had. He's, he's. He's just done a lot for me, and I'm very thankful for that. And just glad he's here. That's so dope, dude. Yeah, uh, like I said in the beginning, that's kind of cool to hear that because, uh, yeah, Mr. War. That's uh, that's what I call him, Mr. War. He is uh, one of my absolute favorite individuals, so I can totally see that. He, um, thankfully, I had him as my VP and not somebody else because there was a lot of us like knuckleheads back then. That I mean, he just he showed people love, and that's I mean, he showed people love. He he cared for him. He knew he would call us out if we were being stupid. He make sure to put it fine, but he still showed love for the people around him and the kids. And he was a big influence and like big reason why, like we enjoyed going to school because we like, we'd get in trouble, but he'd get us set in line and he'd keep going. So that's really cool to hear that, man. Mm-hmm. So ladies and gentlemen, one more time, it's Kobe war state champion quarterback from Rocky mountain. Kobe. I just really appreciate you joining us, man. I, uh, I, I think it was a fantastic conversation. So thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. It was real fun. Absolutely. For everybody out there, hopefully you enjoyed the uh, conversation. Share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a five-star review on Apple and uh, we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks guys. Appreciate your support.